Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's like when that time you tried to tell me Justin Timberland's real name is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Timberlake, as if. It's Timberland. Everyone knows that. Justin Timberland? Yeah. Timberlake. What? Oh, it's Timberland, his name. Timberland is a producer. No, it's Justin just Timberland. Timberland. No, it's just Timberland. No, it's Justin. He sings Getting Sexy Back, he was in the Mouse Club, NSYNC. Do you not know him? Justin Timberland. Timberland. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I just had cheesy balls and now I'm I know in they're the disgusting. Carp, carp coma. So you I'm shouldn't just have. take a quick nap and then I'll be back. <laughs> I don't know why you did that just before. Sorry, I'm not listening. I'm too tired. I know. Listen. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to Chicks 3. My name is Annie Potatoes. Across from me is the delightful Evie Jones. Can I just say for the listeners who can't see at the moment in front of me is this revolting plate of cheesy balls. And because we've both bought an air fryer during lockdown and there's now air fryer, um, there's like an air fryer section in the freezer. I don't know if anyone's seen it in the supermarket, but they get you and it's like halloumi chips and zucchini fritters and bloody dim sims and anything you want to pop in there. These, I don't even know what these are made of. They say cheesy bites. They say they might have cheese in them. I don't know. Well, they definitely have cheese in them. And I just took a photo, so mm. we will pop them up for everyone when we this episode comes out. But there's definitely cheese in them, okay? I'm not entirely sure what type of cheese that is, <laughs> but it's cheese. Yeah. It's Sissy cheese. doesn't mind. She, no, Sissy. Pete? Pete? Oh, don't give Do it to Do you want Pete. a cheesy bite? I don't know what he's like. No, just don't. Try it. That's going to make him sick for about two weeks. Don't. That's- he doesn't even want it. No, I know, because he knows. He's smart. Don't do it, Pete. Don't do it. Don't. <gasps> That's for saying no to me before when I asked he you knows. to have a bite. You know he's got a weak constitution. What have you been doing in lockdown? Because um, it's f- fucking depressing at the moment. Was that a fluffy? Did you do it? Did wasn't you pop me. off? Who was it? Um, I think the cheesy bites might have gotten through <laughs> really quickly on Miss Sis. Did you do fluffers and didn't know it? <laughs> okay, all right. For that, you can have another one. Oh god! I started a new TV show this week. Um, a new TV show that I'm actually in. I know. So I can't say what it is, but it's so great. Is it the Mars Singer? Working. Are you on the Mars Singer? I can't say okay. if I am. I can't say. <laughs> Are you the kebab? Oh, wouldn't that be good? Is there a kebab? Yeah. What? There's Have a kebab. Yeah. Haven't you seen How did the you new know ad? That? Oh, is there a new ad? Yeah, it's so annoying. Have you seen a new ad? I've because been watching I'm, Survivor. Because I must be watching something on um, Free, to, Free to Air well, Catch Up. What's, oh. that, what's the station it's on? See, I don't all know. I've got, you know mm. what? It must be an algorithm because all I've got is The Bachelor. No, it comes on, what was I? It's on Survivor. Well, I'm watching yeah, Survivor. Yeah, I've been watching Survivor and all I've got is The Bachelor ads. 
you know that song, um, they call me Joe, they call me Stacey. Oh, I have seen it. They call me, yeah. I have seen that's it. That's not my name. I, that's not my name. I thought it was that's for not my name. a food. I, I haven't paid attention. I thought it was a food ad. <laughs> I did see the kebab. I thought it was a, for a kebab. seen it heaps and I've paid no attention. Every time it comes on, I see the kebab and I'm like, ah, I don't need a kebab. Singing kebabs. Singing kebabs. What are they thinking? What is this, the new Subway ad? Doing kebabs now, are they? That's what I thought. That's hilarious. That's Yeah, that's not the show I'm doing. No. It could be. Uh, I haven't watched much this week because I've been so busy working. But I have watched Survivor and I love the the current Survivor. I love it. We we do it just as well as America, I mm. believe. Mm. We get really great cast and they're doing it in the Australian outback because we have to. Yeah. And it is such a good scenery. It's a good location for yeah. Survivor. And it takes it away from that um, island feel. Yeah. That yeah. we're very used to. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I, nice. I tell you, it's nice f- seeing Outback Australia like that. It isn't is. It? it makes me want to visit in mm. an air conditioned oh. Jeep. <laughs> That's the only way. How are the flies? The flies are pretty bad. I know. I've done, I did a, a walk for my 40th birthday in Alice Springs. The flies will drive you mental. And, you know, they have to do so many of those challenges where they're. Holding things. Holding, holding things. things. They can't shoo the flies. Oh. I'm shooing the flies while I'm watching. I sit there watching mm. and flu- shooing flies For off them. my own face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I tell you. Um, it's good. I'm what have you watched this week? Yeah, I found the best show that I'm loving. <gasps> it's so good and so naff and I love it. What is it? It's called The Real Prime Suspect. What's it on? So remember that show, Prime Suspect? That with Helen Mirren. With Helen Mirren yeah, from the 70s. Such a great show. So that's based on a real woman. Yeah. And the woman, Jackie Moulton, oh, she's yeah. done this new documentary on Foxtel where she gets an old crime and she reinvestigates it. And so Is it she, a cold case? No, no, they get, they get solved. Most of them get solved, but she'll... They've been solved. They've been solved. Yeah. But she goes through how that got done. How it got done. Oh, that would be so and interesting. She, What's it on? It's on Foxtel and she gets... So that's binge. She calls, yeah, she yeah. calls the, um, you know, she calls the investigator at the time and it's so good. Anyway, she interviews the, the people and then they come up because there's been, you know, DNA evidence that has come up during the, you know, yeah. watch it. Yeah, watch so, it. okay, um, is it new? Uh, it's... I don't know. It's 2019, actually. It okay, says here. so it's not. And there's two seasons. So, and each. I'm put on my list. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, if you like the real prime suspect. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a she's just amazing, and she talks a lot about there being a female right. detective mm. in the 70s. You know. Yeah. God, just yeah. not taken seriously. That would be not... that would be just interesting on its own. Yeah. yeah, it is. So it's a series, like there's a new episode and it solves a crime or Every episode talks about a solved is a crime. New crime. Oh, I love that. That would be good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. That would be good. Chicken the now? Yeah, I have a chicken the now this week. It's more of a shout in the now. Okay, shout mm, out. Not shout in the now. A shout out. A shout out for the um, now. There's a woman I was I do follow on Twitter, and she makes me laugh. 
And she's Australian. Well, I went to a lunch when we were in between these two lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yum cha, favourite. And she was sitting cha. She was sitting there at oh. the lunch. Oh. And first thing I said to her was, oh, I'd follow you on Twitter. You're hilarious. And she loved that. Her name is Kirsty Wiebeck. Yeah. She's a comedian. Yeah. And she's hilarious. Anyway, she has a tiny dog puppy called Joan. Joan. And that's my mum's cat's name. Yeah, I know. Joni. And Chrissy Swan has a cat named Joni. And Bev and Joni look alike, but Joni's a puppy. Oh. 14 weeks old or something, 15 oh. weeks old. Anyway, during lockdown, she's been doing these comedy hours mm-hmm. with other comedians. So you pay a ticket and you yep. um, go into the Zoom. She's done some really great, like Cal Wilson and others awesome so yeah yeah if you're interested in like if you're in lockdown the next one is august 25 at 8 30 and you can buy tickets um kirsty Wiebeck, go and have a listen to her mm. actually this will probably be out by the time mm, this um, so the next one is the 3rd of september at 8 30 again and that one will have sammy J. Not our Sammy. It should be our Sammy. Not Sammy P. Um, Josh Earl and Mandy Nolan on that one. So three really amazing comedians. Um, The one after that will have Dane Simpson, um, Mikey Robbins and Mel Buttle. She gets gets really great great comedians. That's such a good idea. So a little shout out for that if you're in lockdown and you want to be cheered up. um, Follow her on Twitter. Kirsty Wiebeck. Follow mm. her on Instagram, Kirsty Wiebeck. Watch her um, Zoom show comedy Kirstie hours, Wiebeck. Kirsty Wiebeck. She's great. So she'll she'll make you um happy. Ah, oh, yay, Kirsty Wiebeck. Add the claps there, Sammy. Okay, so who have you got for chicken history this week? I've got a chick for you, chick for me, baby, chick for you. Oh, you know what? What? We never stuck with our Chick in the Now songs. If anyone does have a Chick in the Now song. Yeah, we'll bring that back. Still DM us. Yeah. And we'll play it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, yeah. So I've got a chick chick in the history. So my chick today is um, – and now people who have Foxtel or Binge might know this woman because there's currently an amazing series, HBO series. Is it The Real Prime Suspect? It's called The Real Prime Suspect. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, so I'll just start and then, you know, it'll unfold. Okay. And Lister was born in Halifax, UK, in 1791. That's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. To parents Jeremy Lister and Rebecca Battle. She was one of six children. There were four sons and two daughters. The Listers were part of the landed gentry. Do you know what that is? No. I'll tell you. Okay. The landed gentry or the gentry is a largely historical British British social class of landowners who could live entirely from rental income um, or at least had a country estate. So they were quite well to do. So those big country estates, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they would rent out yeah, parts so of their farm. They're landlords. And they're landlords, but yeah. they were called landed gentry. 
back in the day. Land of gentry? Landed okay. gentry or just gentry sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so within the family, within the Lister family, was the estate of Shibden Hall. And at the time Anne was born, her uncle, James, ran the estate, ran Shibden Hall. And um, this estate will go on to play a large part in Anne's story further oh, down the track. Okay. Um, now, the estate was large enough to accommodate a number of farms which were rented out. It just meant they didn't have to work. They weren't well off or anything. They just had a comfortable kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So Anne's family, however, didn't have much money, but um, her brothers were actually all in line to inherit Shibden Hall. Um, and Anne wasn't expecting to see any of this inheritance in her lifetime because she had four brothers. Bro- yeah. yeah, she had brothers. So she's like, as if. As if. Um, and even if she had been the only one, her husband would have got it. Exactly. Exactly. We all know and that. We know, yeah. Well, that's that's a little part of this story as well. Um, in 1804, Anne leaves for boarding school um, and it's actually her aunt who's at Shipton Hall, who pays her way, so pays all of her tuition. She attends uh, the Manor School in New York and while the other students are all housed in dormitories, Anne is relegated to the attic along with another female student called Eliza Rain. Let it rain. No, you know what I thought you were going to do? Right. And they call me Eliza Rain. They call me the Wonderfino, but my name is Eliza Ray. No, it's Eliza Day. I know. Oh. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of doing? What? The rain in Spain stays <laughs> mainly on the pain. Wasn't her name Eliza Doolittle? It was. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. There you go. Now, um, yeah, so Anne shared the attic with... Eliza and Eliza was the daughter of an Indian woman and an English doctor. Um, her parents had been married in India, but the marriage wasn't recognised in England. So Eliza, along with her sister, were considered illegitimate. Oh, that's never a good thing back in the day, right? So there's no clear record of why she, um, why Anne and Eliza were put in the attic, but it's said because Eliza came. Um, because Eliza did come from a lot of money that had nothing to do with it, it was probably more so racism and also because she was illegitimate. Mm. Um, now, Anne, they say, was relegated to the attic because she was always seen as just being a little bit odd. Oh. She was a tomboy mm-hmm. and she often challenged the norm. Um, and so this was speculated as to why she was also separated from the rest of the school. So it's here that Anne develops her first romantic relationship. Was it with Eliza Rain? And it's with Eliza Rain. You call me the wild roses, but my name was Eliza Rain. Shit. Oh, you fucked it. Um, so at first they develop an intense friendship and then after about six months they exchange rings and they promise to marry after they graduated. Aww. This is 1804. Aww. Now, um, they worked out a code so that they could write love letters to each other and yeah. not be found out. Yeah. The code was built on zodiac signs and Latin and Greek letters. Oh. Okay, so after about two years of very intense relationship between them, someone intercepted a package um, between the two of them and their secret was discovered. 
Anne was expelled from school and mm. she was told that she could not come back to school until after Eliza had finished. So Anne goes back to Halifax and instead she's tutored at home. Um, but the relationship keeps going. They keep using their secret code um, and Eliza would come and visit during school breaks. On August the 11th, 1806, Anne recorded her very first diary entry. Her diaries would go on to become the longest recorded diary in human history. Really? So Anne becomes more and more rebellious for those days. This is what she was doing that was really freaking scandalous. She was giving flute lessons to an unmarried woman. <gasps> How very dare she. Oh, my Lord. Her family thought it was very inappropriate. Um, she would often flirt with this woman, even in front of Eliza. <gasps> um, and started more openly disregarding social expectations about how girls should behave. She would ask to go travelling without an escort. Um, she would ignore her curfew. Um, and when she's given permission to stay overnight at a friend's house for two nights, she stays for two weeks. Ooh. She's a little rebel. So her and Eliza are just 17. And although Eliza will come into a lot of money when she turns 21 through an inheritance, Anne tells Eliza that they must wait until they're at least 27 before they can live together. She thinks that's a good age. That's a spe very specific number. And it's 10 years away. Oh, of course, right. So not so specific. <laughs> so this makes Eliza very distressed and she's forever trying to seek assurance from Anne that, that one day they will eventually end up together. In 1810, Anne, um, Anne's older brother dies during an influenza... Influenza... <laughs> There's an outbreak of influences. Oh, They're just selling <laughs> teeth whitening kits all over the place. <laughs> oh, there's oh, skinny teeth, teeth whitening yeah. everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And he catches catch it. it. Yeah, he catches it. Um, now, she'd already lost two other brothers. Oh, so she's only got one left. So all the remains of the listed children are herself, um, her sister... And her brother, Samuel. This meant that Anne was now second in line to inherit the estate. So she starts thinking kind of serious about, holy shit. About this, killing a brother, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be running this estate. Um, so she starts to envision an extravagant lifestyle of her being the you know owner of this amazing estate and that she's got like all this money in the world and she can go off and travel and she loves to climb mountains and she's like how am I going to do this so she thinks that the only solution is to marry into money and for Anne that meant marrying a rich and noble woman oh oh how Anne eventually goes back to school after Eliza graduates and even though they're still together at this time, Anne um, meets Isabella, a day student at the school. She and Anne start a little dalliance and Isabella introduces her to Mariana Belcom. Anne then subsequently falls in love with Mariana and Mariana will become Anne's greatest love of her life. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Eliza just wasn't doing it for her because she could have waited. Eliza was about she, to come into money. She was. She was. But while Anne is off being a woman about town and just, you know, getting all the chicks that she can, 
Eliza's sister went through a bit of a shit storm. Now, side note, and this is kind of relevant because um, it's why Anne separated herself from Eliza. Eliza's sister marries a guy, an Indian guy, Mm -hmm. goes to India. Mm -hmm. He inherits all of her inheritance and then he leaves her. Eliza has to travel back to England and when she's coming back to England by boat, she's... Hang on, Eliza's sister? Sorry, Eliza's sister. Yep. Has to... So she's deserted by the husband yep. in India. He gets all her money. Eliza... I mean, Eliza's sister comes back on the boat. When she's on the boat, she um, is raped mm. and she ends up falling pregnant. Oh. So when she comes back to England, she's basically... Um, the family's tarnished mm. by what's happened mm. to Eliza's sister. And um, so Anne wants to separate herself from Eliza. She doesn't want her new girlfriends to find out that she is associated with Eliza because of her sister. Oh, that's awful. So Eliza is approaching her 21st birthday. That's when she's going to come into the money. So she ends up hooking up with Captain John Alexander. She's like, nah, Anne's not going to ever come back to me. This is it. Um, and Captain John Alexander um, ends up going, well, I don't think I want to marry this girl. She's pretty all right and she's got a lot of fucking money. Mm. But Anne thinks, no, if I can't have her, no one can. Mm. So Anne writes a letter to Captain John Alexander. She also writes a letter to Eliza's guardian, and she spills the beans about no. what's been going on between no. the two of them. Why? So as a result, Captain John goes, well, I'm going to ask her to marry me. I'm going to ask her dad if I can marry her and then she's going to be mine forever. But the dad says no because Eliza is now branded as a temptress and oh. she's ostracised from the community. So Eliza decides that she's going to take a trip to Bristol and just get the hell out of Dodge. In 1813... Anne is now 22 and guess what? She's married to a woman. No, her last surviving brother oh, drowns in an accident. Oh, accident. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he actually is um, serving at the time. Serving what? In, in oh, the army. Oh, I I was like, well, that would drown you. You should do it at the same time. So this automatically okay. puts her in line for um, Shipton Hall. So she, all of that thought, she manifested She it. manifested it, exactly. Um, Although what she did to Eliza was pretty bad. So mm-hmm. she may have knocked her own brother off. So she officially cuts ties with Eliza now knowing that Shipton Hall will one day become hers and she basically says, this is it, I never want to hear from you again. Do not contact me banished from my life and this sends Eliza into a really deep depression her sister comes um to her as well her sister's now an alcoholic and a sex worker yeah and Eliza now has to deal with not only losing Anne but also now looking after her sister and it sets her off into this deep depression now remember Mariana yeah turns out Mariana Belcom Mariana Belcom so turns out Mariana's Dad owns an insane asylum. Oh, no. Now, he intervenes and has Eliza committed. committed. Why Eliza? Eliza's sister. Oh, she was depressed. Because Eliza's depressed about everything that's going on. Oh, shit. 
She's sent off to an insane asylum. In 1816, she's declared insane and she spends the rest of her life and they are in an asylum, ones, aren't they? Until hideous. she's 68. The next 40 or so years. That's awful. 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 Like they are really awful. Yeah. Do you remember that show Harlots? Yeah, yes. Do you remember the madam that yeah. ends up in an asylum? No, I haven't watched the, all of it. Oh, Is that God. what happens? Oh, oh no. those asylums. <gasps> yeah. I know. They shave your head I with know. a knife. Awful. Like, cl- yes. like it's oh. awful. It's awful. awful. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Anne then is um, still very, very passionately in love with Marianna. I mean, she's just sent Eliza to an asylum. She never has to worry about her again. But Marianna's family have arranged a suitor and she will be married to Charles Lawton. Anne made Marianne, Marianna promise that when he died that they would eventually be able to live together. Um, and he was a lot older, so um, they were hoping that that would happen sooner Soon. rather than later. So Marianna just goes along with it. Um, Anne actually goes on the honeymoon with them and she actually moves in with them. And yeah. she's living with them for the first six months of the marriage. The husband, however, cottons on and tells Anne to move out. Piss off. Please. So Anne goes on the hunt to find another wife, right. um, one that could support the lifestyle that she wanted, but she didn't want anybody to replace the love that she had for Marianna. Nothing would compare to that love. So she just wanted someone with a bit of money and someone that she could kind of put up with. Yeah. And it'd all be good. If you are loving this podcast, why don't you rate and review us that's it also follow us now i think it's called follow it's not subscribe anymore there's a little plus button just push it follow us and you get a little tick and we'll be like there you go followed yeah give us five stars that'd be great if you could if you could but honestly truthfully that's the only reason how we're gonna get out there don't sound too desperate any but please no um wanna hey wanna get us to new and noteworthy rating and reviewing yes five stars only <laughs> also you can follow us on Instagram we're at chickstery underscore podcast and we're also now on TikTok because that's what all the cool kids are doing yeah at chickstery podcast bougie son of ratchet <laughs> okay so in 1817 she moves into the uh, estate with her aunt and her uncle and her father's also living there as well. And she wants to prove to them that when the time comes, she's going to be able to manage it. Okay. Yeah. And this is kind of where the series picks up on, um, oh, okay. on Foxtel. So um, so she starts also it's around this time she gets really serious about recording every single day of her life. Um, and her first kind of official diary entry in 1817 says, I propose from this day to keep an exact journal to accustom me to set a due value on my time. Um, and she also starts to change her appearance and get really kind of into owning her this look that she comes up with, right? Yeah. She starts only wearing black, so a colour that women at the time never wore unless yeah. they were in mourning. And men only wore it when they were travelling by horseback and they were going on a big adventure. Um, she wears black heavy coats, a waistcoat. She has a, a fob watch. Um, she wears a tall black hat, um, but she still wears skirts. Mm. Um, she refers to herself as being quite gentlemanly 
and that she knows how to please girls. It's because of this behaviour that she gets the nickname Gentleman Jack. So that's the series that's on Foxtel, Gentleman Jack. It's played by Suran Jones who is amazing in in the role and she's just an awesome actress anyway, actor anyway. So it's done so beautifully and captures Anne's personality and just her obsession with love and her obsession with women and it's just – it's done so well. In her diary she starts recording everything, what she ate, her digestion, the weather, her sleep patterns, the stuff that she's learning and she also writes explicitly and apparently very explicitly about her love affairs. No wonder they read a show. And most of the stuff that's racy is Mm -hmm. in code. So remember the code that she developed? Horoscope and Latin letters. Yeah. So um, as well as making notes about her everyday life, she also um, records what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, And so it's one of the best records of life in Halifax from 1817 till she dies. She dies, yeah. So... She does, however, throughout this time get the attention of men, but in her diaries it's recorded. Um, She says, I love and only love the fairer sex. My heart revolts from any other love than theirs. Wow. So in 1826 her uncle dies and she eventually inherits Shibden Hall under the condition that her aunt and her father can still live on the property with her and can also collect portions of the rent that come in from the other. And on the on the show, the characters who live on the farm play a big role as well. Like they're really yeah. good characters and stuff. Because yeah. she, she's a land woman. Yeah. And that's, that's unheard of yeah. that a woman is running this estate, you know. Um, so she's responsible for the day-to-day matters of running of the estate, including agricultural work and all of the industrial engineering, all that stuff. She wants to improve the estate um, to provide more income and she also wants it to be worth more when she comes time to sort of pass it on. So all of the self-study that she's done and all the education has paid off. She's very knowledgeable about science, engineering and business and she's very aware of booming industries such as coal, timber and stone. Um, she stays on the hunt for a new lady lover um, and she'd still often test the waters by sending them writings or poems alluding to the fact that she wanted to be more than just friends. Okay, so there's a string of women that she um, dates and she moves to Paris at one point and lives with someone and then she moves in with someone in um, in London. Um, but eventually all these women crack under social pressure and they end up marrying men. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. So eventually a woman by the name of Anne Walker crosses her path. Anne and Anne. So it's the two Annes. <laughs> um, Better than the two Ronnies. And, <laughs> and Anne Walker lived on a nearby um, estate. Now she, Anne Walker, was very wary of Anne Lister um, wanting her money because Anne Walker was very well off to do, came from a very well off family. And Anne Lister made no secret that she wanted her money and that she wanted her to become her wife and help her 
um, with the, the estate and get the estate up and running. And they were like, okay, well, let's do this. Um, so despite kind of it being a bit of a transactional relationship, they move in together in 1834 and they do fall in love. They fall very, mm. very deeply in love. They exchange rings um, and they make it official. And this scene in the show... It was. It's so moving and beautiful. So they exchange rings, and they and because they can't actually go to a church and get married, they go and take the sacrament together, and that's their that's their ceremony basically. And they're sitting, and it's done so well in the show. And they're sitting there together, and they it's the time when they have to get up and take the sacrament together yeah. and they look at each other and you know they're saying their vows to each other yeah. and they walk up the aisle and they kind of try to hold hands and Aww. it's just so beautiful. Um, so anyway, they end up living together as a couple. They make it Facebook official for the time, which means that they rent a pew together at the local church. Oh, that's a big call. It's official. Oh, what would the Sunday tribe think? think? So Anne Walker's money goes into improving Shibden Hall, including um, putting in a grand staircase and also going going into funding two coal pits on the property. So Anne gets into coal, and that's mm, big a big part there. of and a big part of the series about what happens with that and the competitors and the. Mm. It's really interesting. So in 1836, Anne's father dies, and now she's a hundred percent control in control of the estate um and the two Anne's write wills together saying that they will leave everything to the other on the condition that if one was to die the other one isn't allowed to get married in 1837 they set off on a long trip to travel to russia it's 3,000 kilometers mm. by horse and cart halifax to russia oh wow um, horses had to do that yeah yeah true um, and during the during the, the their trip, their um, cart gets broken windows. At one point, it's minus thirty seven. Yeah, it's, it's Russia for racing. It's Russia. It's a really tough trip. It's um, Russia. They have to have a military escort because it's very unstable. Mm. They sleep on floors, but they also attend royal balls as well. So they do. They kind of. They they apparently are the first women tourists in the region. Wow. Um, and not long after they kind of set off and they do make it to Moscow. Moscow? Moscow. Moscow? How do you say it? Moscow. 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 Moscow? Well, what do you say? I want to say Moscow. What do you say, Sammy? I don't say anything. I don't think it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> um... So not long after, they get to Moscow and contracts a fever and falls. Which one? They don't say. It's just a a fever. Who doesn't say? The records because she doesn't doesn't write about it in her diary. Well, it's her then. Her last entry is on the 20th September 1840 and she dies two days later. Well, it's that one then. The fever. Saturday Night Fever? No, it's Anne Lister. Oh, sorry. Oh, is that what you're saying? I thought yeah, you were saying what Anne? fever. Oh, no, no which Anne? Which Anne? Sorry. You went, they don't say. I'm like, well, whichever one dies, that would be the one <laughs> that got it. I which fever. I was like, Saturday Night Fever? I don't know. <laughs> 
No, oh. it's Anne. Anne, Anne Lister. Anne Lister gets, gets the fever. They should never have gone to Russia. That's I a silly know, trip. It's a silly idea. Um, and Anne's, <clears throat> Anne Lister's wish was to always be buried back at Halifax. Mm. So Anne Walker gets her body embalmed mm. and accompanies her body on a six-month journey home mm. to bury her. Oh, they should never have gone to Russia. I know. I wonder what they're going to do with the series. So in 1842, Anne Walker's health starts to decline herself and her sister and and a doctor conspire to declare her insane. (gasps) And they get her committed and they take over the fortune and also Shipton. But when Anne Walker eventually dies, it's returned back to the Listers. So the reason that we know so much about Anne Lister is because of the diaries. So all in all, she kept 24 volumes of her Mm. journals, most of it in code, um, and the rest was in teeny, teeny, tiny handwriting. You can see, you can look it up online and have a look. it's all in all, they estimate about 4 million words and it would take roughly nine years to transcribe. The diary stayed in the library, in the family library until the late 19th century. A guy called John Lister, whose parents had inherited the estate at some point and it was handed down, um, he actually started translating portions of her diaries and he eventually cracked the code and was horrified by how graphic how graphic it was how and how graphic yes, how pornographic it was. So he actually and also at the time, um, homosexuality was a crime yeah. for men and it wasn't even written into law because they didn't think for women, because they didn't think it was even a thing. Right. So um he was so shocked he thought about burning them. Oh. But fortunately he didn't and he locked them away. Um, and then it wasn't until um, the mid-20th century where people started to translate mm. all of it. So in the 1980s, a historian by the name of Helena Whitbread started to um, write a book, mm. um, decoding and translating the diaries and also including all of it. It was the first time that someone had included all of the racy stuff. Right. Um, she decoded it um, symbol to letter symbol to letter symbol to letter and it took her seven years and after seven years of work her book was published wow so there's a book and what's it called so the book is called the secret diaries of miss Anne lister oh i might read that i've looked it up like i've looked up because you can look up her diaries as well there's records of her diaries that you know in in some archive thing that you can do and you know they give you just a little transcription of it so i started reading like a couple of pages and it's it's pretty amazing like it's yeah bit of soft porn is the um series a bit soft porn the series does get yeah it does does get into it a little bit i mean it's quite pg they don't it's not i'm not talking like game of thrones or anything like that shame um but that is the amazing story of what what is known she's kind of known as um, the first modern lesbian. Yeah. Anne Lister. So, highly, yeah, highly recommend the TV series, Gentleman Jack. It's, yeah. It's so good. I just put it on my watch list. You'd, you, you would love it. You Why? would really love it. 
But just because you loved harlots and yeah, you love that kind of, you know, peaky blinders, yeah. all of that. I like that. You like it. I like it. Um, the end. Oh, that was really good. I liked her. Gentleman Jack. Going to mm. go and watch that. Might start that tonight. All right. And I'm going to watch The Real Prime Suspect too. You've got stuff to do. And hopefully so does everyone else. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. This podcast is produced by Evie, Annie and Sammy. Edited by Annie and Sammy. Be sure to check out Sammy's podcast, Confessions of the Idiots.